And Georgia so. I want to see. I want to see too. Like, come on back, but it wasn't the door though. The OBD one. OBD one. Can OBD one. <laughs> my OBD one. OBD one. The copyright team came through and they scrubbed everything fallout out of it. Fans gather together and get a petition going. Want it on my desk with pictures of Spider-Man? Yes. The X button, the jump. We are starting off podcast number sixty-six of the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. This is what's left of the Triforce for this week. We got uh, a couple members missing. Well, life happens, but the show must go on. The part of Chris and Kelly will be played by Link. Yes, both simultaneously. So, yeah, I, of course, am one Matthew Bucherell, the Matman, and to my left is Stephen Bucherell, big brother, and Link, our mascot, hero of time, sitting off to my right, in place of the old man. Both of them just got some stuff going on. Kelly is sick, little one round of sickness going through his house, so he's finally reaping uh, the benefits there. Being sick? The benefits of being sick? Benefits of family. Ah, your child's sick, your wife's sick, (laughs) and then you're sick. That's kind of the cycle of how things go. So in the spirit of sickness, we will get down with the sickness that is uh, the nerdy news. Uh, What I've been doing is I picked up that uh, the Outer Worlds. Yeah. That's not him, pal. Link, come on back, bud. It wasn't the doorbell. Yeah, I've been playing uh, MLB 19 because it was free. Yeah, yeah. And you're uh, going through the, like, uh, player career? Yeah, yeah, where you you play as a player. (coughs) It's really good. It eliminates, when you put it on easy, it eliminates all that shit part of baseball. (laughs) All the waiting. And gets to the part you like, hitting homers. Yeah, yeah. So it just drives straight to the point there. Yeah. And, uh... Well, Outer Worlds is a proper RPG. I think Bethesda needs to take notes. Bethesda and Bioware need to Mm. take notes on what a proper RPG is, and that is The Outer Worlds. It's a fantastic game. I highly recommend it. So it's Fallout New Vegas 2. It's Fallout New Vegas in space. Oh, okay. That's what it is. And it's like, but the copyright team came through and they scrubbed everything Fallout out of it, and they just had to create (laughs) new, write new names. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not the VATS, it's something else, but it does the same thing. It gives you that bullet motion, the stop slows time, so you can pick out, and it'll crit hit a certain area. So, it has the, uh, the perks and, you know, uh, different mm-hmm. abilities that you get. You can actually also pick your defects. And when you accept a defect, like, I got hit by a plasma rifle a bunch of times, and it says, if I accept, like, I'm, I get easily burned by plasma rifles... Then I can also pick another perk out of my list that I get. So you get a, a skill point for being able to say, all right, well, I'll be weak to this. One up, one down. Yeah. Nice little gameplay mechanic there. And the choices in it are absolutely astounding. I'm going to have a different ver- uh, gameplay experience than you, than you, than you. Well, maybe not you. you got to get opposable thumbs first. <laughs> but it is I highly recommend that game $60 but if you go on the uh, Xbox Game Pass it's up on there and uh, check it out dude really good game of course you can check out pjwh.com which is right here our lovely site where you can see all the latest podcasts move over Willy Wonka Vegeta's Fishing Superman, <laughs> Superman has a handlebar mustache um, and then of course if you want to contact us right there man 
type out your email, your message, find us on social media. We are absolutely everywhere, and we also want to tip our hat to one Tales from the Moor, uh, Rip Studios production. Episodes 2 and 1, Until Death and Cleave Shave, are streaming now, so definitely always want to check that out. But we always get down to the muck and the dirt of it, which is the nerdy news, not L'Oreal. I mean, L'Oreal may be in the news. They're not a sponsor, so we're no, going to move not on. Yet. Netflix has released the first little teaser trailer of... Um, hang on a second. I might want to go back up and we can um, know what we're talking about. Well, there we go. Ghost? <coughs> Ghost in a Shell. SAC SAC 2045. Okay. I'm assuming that's not 2045 SACs. And it's actually just like a code name for where it is. I don't think Netflix has started to make porn. Now, this is different. This is a different kind of anime. Anime is moving more towards the CGI. This is uh, taking advantage of the the 3D CGI. And uh, interesting art style, which still gives it that anime hand-drawn feel. And this is it. It's just, you know... hmm? Good for making a game. Shiro Masamon. Is the creator, yeah, and it's got the uh, you know this creator is he's done a bunch of different uh, other anime and manga, but Appleseed is also based on manga by Shiro Masamune, and Appleseed, one of the people who created Appleseed in that amazing anime adaptation, is working on this Ghost in the Shell, as well as somebody who's already familiar with Ghost in the Shell. He did Standalone Complex, Kinji Kamiyama, Kamiyama. Excuse me. Well, is that Arya Stark on Hot Ones? Yes, with hair. Oh, okay. I'll have to go back and watch it. But this is the difference. This is the actual photo that they used for the posters to promote it. Mm. So, well, you're expecting this, and you got this. Not Arya Stark and pink hair, but you get my feel. Like it's, it's, it's you're expecting anime, and you, they gave yeah. you. Uh, not anime. Yeah, it's like saying I'm gonna go watch a Marvel movie. Well, and you know, I think, Howard the Duck. I think it depends on how the story is. Not that Howard the Duck is a bad, you know. Movie. You know, when Howard the Duck came, came out '86, I thought that was a shit. But then again, yeah, it was six. May have had something to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. Uh, it's different from what it promoted, but it does have a 2020 release date. So, it's definitely one to look out for, man. Uh, Ghost in a Shell, not the ScarJo movie, sorry to say, but the actual anime Ghost in the Shell, if you go back and watch any of the movies or the original series, uh, it's wor- really worth a watch. Mm-hmm. This one, I honestly can't wait. Uzumaki. It's a famed horror manga. It's going to get an anime adaptation in 2020. Jinji Atio's uh, Einstein winner. Okay. This is a, a manga he wrote and illustrated over 20 years ago, and it's now being uh, uh, adapted into a four-episode miniseries for Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. So that's all you have to do to get a cartoon there, kids. Draw a manga and wait 20 years. I mean, you could probably <laughs> put that in express lane now because anime is a hot topic, and it takes a lot longer to write and illustrate a manga than it is an anime. Mm. In anime, you have... You know, <laughs> you got CGI, you have computers helping you, and uh, a manga that's all print. Japan uses a button of paper every year just for their manga. Okay. It's a huge industry. So, 
This is this is why I like this. It's uh, the name for Izuku, uh, Uzumaki is Swirl. All right, just like Naruto, Uzumaki is symbol. The family crest of Uzumaki. Wow, they totally made that more confusing than it had to be. So, you you got the translation swirl. Swirl is the translation for Uzumaki. So it's essentially the theme is luring in people, much like a whirlpool, and the sprawling motifs. Insert your sprawling motifs joke here. Uh, will feature throughout of the anime because it's throughout the manga as well and it's a very really big part. Now, the f- it's... Okay, that's kind of cool. Watch this trailer because the trailer, it really brings it kind of uh, to life here. We'll speed that up. That goes a little bit slow. All right, so... Sorry, My Hero Academia. Deadpool creator actually did a rendition of All Might. It's out there on the interwebs. Yeah, director. Hey. Here we go. So we see the swirls right here, and this is part of the, uh, god damn it, this fucking trailer. There we go. Now it starts getting into some of the little trippy parts to where people are, like, missing the swirls and making them miss their head. And uh, Adult Swim really doing a lot for, yeah. That's an interesting art style. A lot of manga is all black and white and gray, but it usually gets a color adaptation for the anime. This is their official trailer. Nice little trippy... You know, swirly cloud monsters probably sucking up everything you can, giggity. Mm. So, only on Tsunami. Definitely check that one out, man. It's going to be a nice horror anime. And a lot of people are really, really feeling anime. What's Snoop Dogg doing? Including this next guy, Mr. Snoop D-O-double-G. He actually took to Twitter, or I'm sorry, Instagram rather, and he uh, showed up as uh, Mercenary Tao, of course, the famed Dragon Ball um, villain for Goku. And he took him down a couple times, came back as a cyborg, took him down again. He did show up in the manga, Dragon Ball Z, but not in the anime, during mm. the Cell Saga. As Snoop Dogg? Not as Snoop Dogg. It was oh. as Mercenary Tao. Okay. But Snoop Dogg is not, uh, this is not the first time that he's given a nod to Dragon Ball. He also said on a Reddit interaction that Gogeta was a G, which is true. He's also okay. referenced a number of different anime. One of the funniest ones is the, uh, the go on YouTube and type in Snoop Ruto because it's a, a character drawing of himself as Naruto Uzumaki, and he has a joint in his hand, and he tosses it down on the ground, and it poofs and makes him disappear. And it says Snoop Ruto right behind him. It's an interesting little crossover, but the Dogfather is a big fan of a bunch of different anime, as well as Game of Thrones. There, uh, There's a video of him going out and being like, What the fuck? This man went and killed the queen? He was very upset that Gener- uh, Daenerys got, you know, st- stuck. Ruto. Yeah. A video? Okay. Doug Miller and Christopher Bristow. What up? Hey, man, uh, leader of the 5D1 Gaming is checking in. Hey, Doug. Long time no see. Glad to see you here. Snoop Dogg. Uh, you know, he's into anime. Likes Dragon Ball, Naruto. So, nice little model. I always like to point out when, you know, a big celebrity actually mm. is a big fan. Big nerd. Which, of course, Snoop is. If you're a nerd like me, this news got you excited. Now, it's not officially Ugh. confirmed by Marvel, so I guess you still have hope. But it's looking like uh, Marvel wants to give Daredevil another season, 
as well as possibly giving him his own standalone movie. So he could do both things half-ass? Be a half-ass superhero and a half-ass law? Well, there are rumors that he could be Spider-Man's half-ass lawyer. Okay. So, you know, he's got to be at least... So he's going to let Spider-Man down. Okay, well... Well, I mean, all right, all right. Daredevil, letting everybody down one step at a time. So so Punisher, it, it really didn't work out for Punisher. And Wilson Fisk ended up just getting out of prison. Again... And all right, but maybe it's not going all ups for Team Murdoch. <laughs> yeah. Foggy really doesn't like him, and neither does. Um, yeah, Foggy's a lawyer, and he wants to be a lawyer. And neither does Karen Page. She doesn't really like him. Bullseye. I like what they're doing with the show, with especially with the last season. It was really dope. <laughs> I would really like to see this man come back for another go. Vincent D'Onofrio he, he was Fisk. a big, he, he was, was a good big boss man. He was masterful as Wilson Fisk. Yeah. He never called him the Kingpin. He was never linked. Wilson Fisk and the Kingpin, just like in the comics, it's not, it's known to like the heroes, yes, Wilson Fisk is the Kingpin, but it's, it was very masterfully done. He did an amazing role. Especially Ooh. in the first episode when he smashes that dude's head in with the car door. You can't help but look at that scene and the hallway scene and think, alright, I'm going to have to watch this series again. Yeah, that's what that original season had, and I think if they could recapture that genie in the bottle, I think it could bring it back. Yep, that's as far as I'll go. Now they're also saying uh, John Barnthal, Punisher, he may be coming back as well mm-hmm. as uh, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. Hopefully, you keep get a new Danny Rand. I'm just saying we could do better, especially if you're seeing him in Game of Thrones. Although Michael Coulter is, was a really good Luke Cage, and I hope that they're going to bring him over as well. They can honestly yeah. just reboot that series in MCU. Last season, bit, bit disappointing. But it did leave you with that, hey, I got all my powers now, at the very last five seconds, which... Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't make it. Link, they're not coming, buddy. Come here, bub. They're, They're not, not coming. coming. You can get away from the door. Look, Chris is on the screen. <laughs> Chris is on the screen. Come here. Chris I, I don't is on think the screen. He's gonna understand. Okay. He needs to watch you on screen. There you go. Uh, he can see your butt. Now he can see your butt. Good job. <laughs> so I mean, I really have a lot of hopes for Marvel and what they're doing with the MCU, especially with the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Everybody's looking that way. They're really not looking for that uppercut coming their way. They're like, hey, look over here. Defenders! Right yeah. in the face. Yeah. Well, if they if they do it right and they don't uh, half-ass that shit, it's very true. I mean, they got Moon Knight. First season, all this stuff was out. so good of Luke Cage. It was like perfect. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, the last season was that. It's hard. The last season, I didn't get through the whole thing. It was like it. It's kind of like Lion King 2.0 and mixed with a little Black Panther in there, and then taking a different ending. And it was it was yeah. It, it, it was, it, and then he turned into Biggie Smalls. I don't know. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go on with that one because this one's a little bit of a disappointment if you're like me and you were a Cloak and Dagger fan. Cloak and Dagger was on Freeform, and now Freeform is not looking to go forward with it. Now there is a silver lining, which you see right here. Runaways, the new season is set to come out in uh, December 13th on Hulu. And their third season is going to have a crossover with Cloak and Dagger. So, Aubrey Joseph and Olivia Holt will get to reprise the roles for that third season. Outside of that, they're going to have a role on the animated Spider-Man series going to Disney XD. But that's it. Time's up. Unless fans gather together and get a petition going. 
I really don't see that happening for these. No. Guys. It was a good two seasons. It was a little bit eh, off, but I still dug it. I still dug it. I thought it was a good show. It's just a little bit of this. Jeff Loeb has left uh, Marvel TV, and that's because Kevin Feige has assumed role ruler and creator of everything Marvel. So with him leaving, a lot of his shows are getting cut. Like Aids of the Shield is on its final season. This show got cut. I mean, there's only a couple shows now, Runaways, and now um, Hellstorm is begun filming. So we're going to get a season of Hellstorm. We have this season of Runaways. Mm-hmm. we got to see what Feige is going to do to kind of keep this going because I enjoyed Runaways. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I had a good couple seasons now. I'm interested to see in the third season. you got a fucking raptor. A girl that controls a dinosaur, I'm in. Okay? Okay. Especially with the super smart scientist kid and uh, a star light alien being shoots light and, you know, flies around and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, of course, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm looking forward to that last season, man. We're we're going through it now on the the streaming there, but interesting to see where that one is going to go for the end. Now, for the next story, it is a little bit of a vision. Star Wars! Uh, Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker released its last trailer, man. JJ. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 what have you got for me, man? This is the ending of the Star Wars uh, Skywalker saga. We see Ray jumping through the river, or jumping through the forest, rather. Doing a jump thing. And. Hang on, there. Let me go full screen in there. Full screen in there now. Oh, the Jedi wonder, right above my head. My big fat head. You see Poe talking. You hear a lot of voiceovers here, which is just a lot of uh, intricate little uh, speak. You see Kahlo. Obviously, Kahlo and Ray are going to have a little Duke out session. Okay. Ice face action. Emperors. Now, this is interesting. This is Emperor Palpatine's chair. It was in the original um, sketchings for Return uh, Return of the Jedi. Or Revenge of the Jedi, right? the original type title. Okay. So this was the orig- originally going to be Palpatine's chair, and at this point, you hear Palpatine saying how it's taken forever for this to come to fruition, and we see the old style uh, battle uh, cruisers going up, mm-hmm. rising up from the ocean. A whole team of people coming out with the Falcon. It's looking to be an epic tale for Star Wars junkies. You see Ooh. the Death Star there. This scene rips your heart out, man. What are you looking at, three PO? I'm just taking one last look at my friends. Like, I didn't okay. need that art anyway. My God. It could be a trick. It could be. It's Star Wars. But saga's ending, man. Not to say that, you know, they still we're still up in the air about the Rain Johnson Star Wars. I guess Wars. they don't love money anymore. Yeah. All those Star Destroyers, man. Rising up from the ocean. You got Kalo, uh, Emo, Ren. We did see the Seek little thing of Ray and her double, uh, double-bladed saber that was red and badass, so we'll have to see if that's like a force uh, like a force trick or something or like uh, Luke with his, you know battles through that, but this is the tra- uh, the poster <laughs> for it December 20th, man, I'm really looking forward to Scott Rise of Skywalker, I think it's going to be a good one in the series, and then if we get an Old Republic after that it would really cleanse the palate of all this and let this just sell it as a box set then yeah, All let it breathe. Let it breathe. And then come back and do the George Lucas remaster. Yeah. It's the Lucas way. Ruin it some more. <laughs> to keep milking that, beating that dead horse until you have a nice powder. Yeah. And then sound it as an <laughs> to a redneck. 
That's how you make money. But this man is extremely relieved now. Ewan McGregor set to reprise his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi in the series. It'll get a six-episode series with an hour long. The timeline details. Well, it's like kind of having two movies. Uh, you know, a nice little Obi-Wan trilogy. Because you have six. Most movies are about two hours. Okay. So you have like a nice Obi-Wan them. trilogy instead. And it's coming out on Disney+. Plus. So if they shoot them like a nice movie. Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Talk, sitting down talking with Men's Journal and he said it, it's a massive fucking relief. Well, a massive Is that with those relief. three stars, man? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, oh, yeah I'm not smart okay. enough to think of another one. But uh, he did tell them it's been, it's been four years since he's been able to talk about it. And he's had to lie four to people years. for four years about anything with this. And originally in the story, it's funny because it says right here, he immediately sits down and says, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to talk about anything Obi-Wan. And then he's just like, all right, so about Obi-Wan. And completely <laughs> blurts out some stuff. So nothing really revealing. He's not Mark Ruffalo. But he did say that the sixth episode uh, feature will take place in between episodes three, Revenge of the Sith, and A New Hope, episode four. The story is uh, pretty much you're seeing the Jedi Order, it's the Jedi Order fell apart. It's been interesting uh, to take the character in the way we know and show him, but his arc will be quite interesting. I think dealing with all that, the fact that the Jedi were slaughtered with the end of Episode 3, that's quite something to get over. So we're going to get a little PTSD OBD-1. OB-1, not OBD-1. He'll be a bold Ben. OBD-1? OBD-1. OBD-1 can OBD-1. You're my OBD-1 OBD-1. Yeah, OBD-1 can OBD-1. You're my only hope. Um, so I think we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Obidi one. Good luck spelling. Obidi yeah. one. Nobody one. I know, right? Extra um, B's in there. Come on, Google. Maybe you gotta help me out. If not, that's the title. Come Text on, to Google. speech. <laughs> Obidi so, one. Nobody one. Canonically, Obidi one. Nobody one only has a nineteen-year gap here that he has uh, to work with. So. Okay. There's a little something that he says, that Ewan McGregor said, that he's interested in getting back into that almost Alec Guinness Obi-Wan role and mm-hmm. seeing him get to that. Because he's obviously been a very different Obi-Wan in the beginning till now to that point after Revenge of the Sith. Just saw his best friend, you know, turn Sith and kind of melt off in each different little limb. But and go to the dark side. We could see some Vader. Yeah. He just had to split up you know, you know, be cool if they had Star Killer. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's, I don't think he's canon anymore. But they could. Add I don't know, in, but uh, Fallen that, Order. Wouldn't that blow your fucking mind? They could bring in Kevin Monaghan for Fallen Order and have him in there. Yeah. That'd be fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Especially, you could tie it in with the game. It's probably too late for that. But they've been working on it for four years, so you never know. I'm probably hoping a little bit too, too far reaching there. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not going to get that. You've had four years to polish this fucker. Yeah, it's, I'm it's really interested to see what it is. Are they going to go with the Darth Maul? Are they just going to have a complete solo Jedi? M, uh, you know, PTSD OBD one. OBD one can OBD one. <laughs> PTSD OBD one can OBD one. My God, Lord help me. So the next story before I give us any more titles is an out. interesting one. The Joker. Obviously, it is Joker dominating the box office completely. Go see it. Just completely spanking Maleficent. 
in the box office. And now Warner Brothers' breakout hit is obviously not going to be the last one. Clown Prince of Crime will come back in Joker 2. It's already being in development, reportedly. Mm. So from sources, obviously from spinoff, Black Adam will be in Shazam 3. And Todd Phillips, obviously he's going to be involved with this. And Joaquin Phoenix has also mentioned that he would be willing to reprise his role. He doesn't reprise roles in anything. He's willing to require his role. It was a really, it's a really good performance. It really is, and maybe he doesn't have to, you know, starve himself. But this story is that would be nice. See the Joker put on a little. Mm -hmm. This story, he's also going to be adding a couple villains in this time: Two Face and the Penguin, reported to be. What about Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Mister Freeze? You want to leave them out too? Scarface and uh, Scarface and Clayface. Yeah. You, don't, you don't add all yeah. the villains in there. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, and then that ends. It, it always, yeah. it always makes me nervous when they add too many villains. Like, just that one side just for good just measure. One, yeah. that's all you need. All right, Two Face before <laughs> as just yeah. a lawyer, yeah. totally fine. I'm fine with that. Him in the background, but the Penguin too, really. Well, that's what I kind of I'm hoping for, like. Um, they're saying Matt Reeves Batman, right? They're saying that this is going to be a detective film, all right? So that makes sense why you would want to have a rogues gallery of villains for him to try and figure out who this is. Yeah, I can see right, that I being see good that. with a lot of villains because he's trying to figure out, all right, which one of you fuckers did it? Going it reminds around. me of... Uh, really seeing the detective in Batman, which was, would be good. Was, reminds me of that Batman. Whenever they have too many villains, that Batman with Mr. Fr- with yeah, Arnold, was, uh, Bat- Mr. Uh, Freeze. Batman Robin Forever? With George Clooney? Certainly. Yeah, the Clooney. Card. The Clooney years. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, what is The back credit mean? card. Yeah, the back we'll credit card. Okay. You gotta have a fucking address or a P.O. box or something. Like, somebody's gonna be looking for Batman at that box. I don't know. Maybe federal. I don't know. <sighs> Maybe it's a Maybe federal uh, laws are different in Gotham. I don't know. But I am interested in seeing uh, them in Joker. Now, supposedly, there's also a rumor they're going to get their own solo films. It's Two-Face and Penguin. Marvel, or, or Penguin Warner Brothers is good. looking for that, you know, single, you know, the great Penguin would be story. good. I don't know about um, Two-Face movie. We all we all kind of know that one. but yeah. Yeah, I mean, get it acid, throwing it in the movie Christian Bale. Guy. They, they kind of did that, right? Yeah, with Two Face. I like, I like that. Was, that was that was really good. Yeah, that was it was good. It was a nice little different thing that in there. We didn't, we didn't really oh, need. What was that? Batman? Uh, no, no, it was one or two. That was two. It's two. Yes, yeah. Dark Knight, really good film. But this Joker film is going to be in a separate own Jokerverse. Okay. So it's not going to be in the music. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. It, it was a good film, and I'd like to see where they're going to take it. If I don't you care what to continue making it's money, in. that's exactly how you get my money. You yeah, make yeah I don't care. Just, just make a movie. Have them have hate. a nice gang just fucking up Gotham, and then other gangsters trying to walk, work their way in there, trying to take turf. And it's an actual like gangs of New York in Gotham. It could be really good. That would be an interesting way of introducing those two characters, and then you could loop back around in the future and do the solo films for okay. their own origins. If I was a gambling man, that's what I'd put my money on right there. And I'd also put my money on this story right here, hopefully being officially announced soon. But we get a glimpse at the redesign for Sonic the Hedgehog mm. with Jim Carrey. Looking this forward to this one. Uh, oh my god! Mostly for Jim Carrey. I gotta move my big fat head. 
Mostly for uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Mostly for Jim yes. Carrey and not. But moving my big fed head aside here, you do, you see our new you, Sonic. Now that I now that I look oh, at man. it, it does look like Sonic from the uh, the bo- game box. Uh, yeah, the GameCube or Sonic Adventures. From it the looks like no 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 the box. Oh the yeah, bo- from the like box when you art. get the Genesis. Yeah yeah yeah. The from the box art that looks. That's you my have Sonic. to wait so you get got home to play it. And you you read the book. Yeah. The whole way home, you were reading the book, you were looking at the box art. Sonic was badass. X jumps. And then you you hit the X button to jump. It's at 32 bits. (laughs) Oh my gosh, look at this. This is awesome. And now we finally get a proper box art Sonic. Now, this is an undisclosed, or unknown rather, movie theater as an ad promotion for the movie. Nothing has been officially announced, but obviously Mm. they did their, their marketing. Maybe the marketing team just went ahead a little bit early. Or they're trying to test the waters or to someone, see if the fans like it. Or someone put it out when they weren't supposed to. Do not put this out until 2012. It could be that because we see that all the time as that ha- being how leaks happen. You know, I mean, but I see this Sonic as the, the best yet. I mean, it really topples the last one we got. And it's worth going to see just for Jim Carrey. Absolutely. I, I, I've always been sold on the Jim Carrey part. Kind of hoped he'd wear a fat suit, but okay, it's fine. It's fine. No, I don't a lot that. better than that. You know what I mean? That right there? A yeah. lot better than that. That is horrible. But this is also, it says when uh, Sony was uh, making the movie instead of Paramount, this was their idea of Sonic. I would have accepted that okay. over that. Yeah. But I'm glad I'm getting that. Yeah. It's glad they doubled back and went, oh, why don't we revisit that a little yeah. bit? It's more of the classic box art look. Now, even you know the, the that Sony guy movie. there, if you go up, that guy there was mm-hmm. made in committee. Yeah. You know what? That blue, too much. But we have to go for lighter blue. This yeah. has to be a gay Sonic. Yeah. Okay. All He's right. Got to, all right, we're making Sonic pink. All right, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Stop, let's, stop, let's, stop. let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> but I like this, man. I can't wait for this movie. It's coming out February 14th. So get your Sonic the Hedgehogs all ready to go. But um, hopefully you're not ready to go for any of these next stories titles. Hopping into the gaming realm. Ubisoft has some bad news for you, man. Watch Dogs. Or is they have good news. This could yeah. be good news. It could be good or bad. Watch Dogs Legion, um, Gods and Monsters, and uh, there it is, Ghost Recon, or not Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six Quarantine, have been pushed back. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to Watch Dogs those. Legion, and they even see the second one. The second one was was too disappointing. Was it the second one that was too disappointing or the first one? Well, the first Whatever. one was a real letdown. But this, the first the one, one, I didn't, I didn't play, play the second one. Now that you, it was such, it was such, yeah. it had such potential. It tried it to make just, make themselves like the yeah, GTA yeah. killer, but it really didn't work out. That Sean Ennis, thank you for watching, damn Canadians, America. <laughs> but um, I'm really, I'm yeah. really looking forward to Guns and Monsters because that one looks like it was Zelda inspired, and you know, yeah. Put a little more polish on it. They should have like like yeah. every game should have like Zelda, where the rain shows up in certain spots yeah. and it'll like move stuff and get certain items. You have to the come trees will move with the wind. Oh and yeah, stuff like that like when that was that, such like, a Witcher good game. 3, through modding, 
it was unbelievable. It almost feels like a different game when you add a little subtlety like that into a game, which can really, you know, bring consumers in. Watchdog Legion, it's almost like being able to take control of any NPC and play as them, even a granny with a taser, and play as them. So that seems like an interesting premise Mm -hmm. over what they did with the past two games is where here's the main protagonist, how about hack shit. This is almost like a they were trying to be Joker, some, like cult I think power. where they went wrong, they were trying to be something else. These games are popular. Make yeah. it like that. This That's like, what it is. This, this is like making Anonymous, the hacking group, the game. Okay. It's kind of what that makes me feel like. Like, anybody could have been in there that's just a little bit tech savvy. Rainbow Six is a good strategic, tactical shooter. It's not your call of duty. Mm-hmm. It's a tactical, thought-driven, slow-paced shooter. So... If you're not a big fan of the PvP like and the, the Call uh, old, uh, S-com Navy SEAL games. Yeah, exactly. So, this is a good thing because I think they're a little bit scared because sales really weren't there for Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and it came to poor reviews. They said it, it had a feeling of unfinished and broken in various places. So Yeah, that's why people didn't buy it. It was rushed. I'm not paying $60 for a game you couldn't bother to finish. I know, right? That's right. You're with us here on this one. Link agrees. And with Breaking Point, I see that as now the reason why they said uh, this decision will have a very significant impact on our financial results for this fiscal year, and it goes uh, against our recent success in building a more stable development model. This Mm -hmm. is very business speak. However... It is in line with our strategy to maximize our future value of our brand for a long-term benefit for of our employees, players, and shareholders. We expect to have a positive impact on our financial performance as of 2020-2021 fiscal year. And for those of you that don't know, that is, what is it, March? It says it in here. Technically, some people in the 2020 fiscal year already. Because... Weird accounting shit. Accounting aside, they're ne- they're calling pretty much all their so, all their bets on next. Fiscal. To summarize, they want to make a quality game, or at least a quality game from a publisher. You know what they said? Shit! They found out. All right, everybody, get back to work. Finish the game. Finish the game. We can't cut corners. All the corners. Okay. Fuck. We thought EA told us it wouldn't work. <laughs> So, I really uh, see this as a good thing, especially for Gods and Monsters. Take time to finish the game. Give it a little polish. Finish the game. Because, like enough, this next story... What you really want necessary. from a game is like a game that is playable for years. Yeah. Like uh, Zelda 64. Mm-hmm. You could still go back and play Ocarina of Time. Yeah. To this day, when I got a 3DS, and it's the still first good. game I looked for. I was in oh, yeah. Majora's Mask, oh, yeah. but I couldn't find that one. I had to buy it on the store. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's needed for Maj- delay. Majora's Mask is another one. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, I wasn't too sure about it, but then it stood the test of time. It did, but the 3D thing the was shit. a real pain in the dick. Yeah. Oh, everything you did? Yeah, it's wiped away. Yeah, start from the beginning. I have never beaten it. That's um, that's like <laughs> never. I got three close. quarters of the way. Yeah, I got but close. I'm like, yeah. But oh man, I remember I I went into the final battle before I had the mask, and I just got my ass handed to me. But I couldn't go back, so I just said, "Yep, yeah, oh, gotta start over. Right, I'm sure. done with this." But this next story is, I think, this is a, a case of. Uh, Last of Us. 
The Last of Us Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. Not the last part, but it, it has a delayed... Uh, I'm for now. any game having delays as yeah. long as you're working on making it a little polish. You're a Star Citizen fan. You're used to delays. Yes. Three months, and then in three months, we'll tell you three more month delays. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. We love you anyway. <laughs> we love you. You already found your abuser. I understand. So, with this, I see this as Naughty Dog being a perfectionist, though. I don't see it as them covering their ass for making a, a mistake by releasing a shit game. They're pulling They're Chris Roberts. You know what? We need a couple more months to finish this Naughty shit. Dog always We want to give you the best quality yeah. shit. And if you look at what's in Star Citizen now, it, it's, it's pretty good. If you can get on. Game Director came out and said that the new release date of May 29, uh, 2020... For Last of Us Part Two, it's unexpected, especially since uh, literally a month ago they just dropped their balls of yeah, you like that? Here's gameplay and the release date. And you're like, oh my god, wrong, but now they're like, okay, hang on a second, I'm not quite ready. Yeah, maybe I'll actually because that came free with uh, MLB yeah. 2K. Maybe I'll actually go back and complete. Great that game, one. great game. Um, but Last yeah, of Us Two is. Yes, it's being delayed, but it's clear that when they were closing out some sections that it could use a little polish. And they said, we have a choice. Either sacrifice that the gameplay and come up at the you know the respected date that we promised or del- delay it. So they decided to fix the game and delay it. I can understand that. You're doing your final check and you say, nah, man, actually, this needs some polish. So your game director goes out and like, yo, we got to push it back. I do apologize. But hey, none of the fans... But he apologized. Yeah. So, none yeah. of the fans will care. You're like, all right, whatever. I'll wait. Yeah, I'm like, waited this long. Might as well wait until... No, that guy have a choice. Yeah, what am I going to do? <laughs> no, give it to me now! <laughs> I don't want it, then. I want it now! <laughs> want it on my desk with pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, with the uh, this next story, a lot uh, of people are not looking forward to, though. Bethesda introduced a new subscription service to Fallout 76. That's all right, I'm good. Don't they also already require a subscription? Or that's just for the uh, That's for PlayStation, we're going to rape you, or whatever they call it. Yeah, they make it so you have to. They probably don't call it the PlayStation, we're going to rape you feature. If you're looking to purchase it in the store, don't type in PlayStation. Maybe just search PlayStation Plus. Yes, whatever they call it, the ripoff feature. Now, anyway. Um, That's the bitter PC gamer in me. Yeah, but it's called. So, how are they ripping people off now? (laughs) Is it paper sacks when they (laughs) promise them leather? It's. Fallout first. I was trying to get that thing too. It's already available for Fallout seventy six players to purchase either twelve ninety nine a month or a hundred dollars for a full year up front. Subscribing no. to the Fallout First does give no. you some benefits. It will provide players with access to a variety of different benefits, like private worlds. It's your own server that can be played solo or in a group up to seven. The only hang up on that is that not Everybody has to have that subscription service to get into that private server. However, if you don't have the subscription service and the person who's hosting, owning the, the server, leaves, then you leave. They're not just going to let you in. So for a hundred extra dollars, you can have a first-person game. No, thank you. Move on. 
What's that other company? <laughs> but it's What's that other company? I think I'll go there. Later! Yeah. Bye! Outer Worlds with Obsidian. <laughs> Later! I'm going to go over Obsidian. You could go to a proper RPG. like we'll I go said. to an actual RPG, RPG, not that half-assed duct tape shit you got. I, look, I don't want to make this big dick sucking session for Obsidian here, but they did make a really great fucking game. And it's really good. But... Back on Fallout here, there are a couple other different benefits. Um, the players also get to, ex- the, they're going to get to expand on building areas, camp budgets, workshop uh, pre- uh, persistences in the future, and players will gain access to an unlimited scrap box, because apparently the scrap storage is a big problem in the game. So they're going to give you an unlimited scrap box for you to store whatever the fuck you want in there, as well as another thing which is kind of cool, which is the portable base. It's a survival tent with a sleeping bag, scrap box, and cooking station that you can just plop down anywhere. For $100 a month, that's what you can get. I stopped playing the game months ago. I've moved on. I can't game imagine blue, if there's a lot of was. people out there willing to do this. No. I mean, yeah, scrap if box. You, if you go on atoms. now, there's probably some people who are just... Oh, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A ranger outfit... Oh my god, that completely changes it. Take my money. Not unless you're going to give me an actual ranger outfit. Yeah. Well, they'd probably did probably end up being made out of cardboard by the time you got it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it still cost. Like I said, go to Obsidian. Come to Obsidian. (laughs) The proper RPG. Don't worry about Bethesda at all. Ignore those greedy ass fuckers. Until Elder Scrolls comes out. So, what's Batman doing? (laughs) Batman? It's a little bit of a leak here, but a prominent leaker. This guy gets sued by Nintendo for leaking out shit. He had a bunch of reliable stuff from E3 that actually came true. Reporting now, the next Batman game is called Batman Arkham Legacy. Okay, well. Now, there's only two different kind of things that he kind of... um, offered here. One was the name, which is, okay, Arkham Legacy, Arkham Origins, Arkham Knight, you know, you always gotta have Arkham in there. Arkham Asylum. You always have that in there. Arkham Legacy, that's cool. But he also says that some or all of the Bat family will be playable. And that kind of makes sense. You have your ensemble of heroes, skill trees, different things in the Bat universe. You can play as Nightwing, Robin, Pull Red off Hood. a uh, Grand Theft Auto Five thing where you're the all three. Yeah, probably not Oracle because she's in a wheelchair and the gameplay would have to be handicap accessible. But maybe a little, <laughs> maybe a little mini. Okay, I want to see that now. <laughs> now I want to see it. See it. Whooping ass in a wheelchair. Batman, I'd love to help you, but there isn't a help, uh, elevator or a, a handicap <laughs> ramp. There's only stairs. I'm on my way. Hey, uh, I got the back grapple. Back grapple elevator. I don't know. Maybe she'd have like a little like easy lift thing for the old people that just kind of has its own rails that goes up the side. It's always a river or a fjord. <laughs> yeah. I will not have you criticizing the boat. Oh, night boat. We all remember night boat. But I'm really excited about this because also Warner Brothers uh, Montreal which are the people making the games, WB Games in Montreal, they also released a series of teasers on Batman Day, hinting at the Court of Owls. I so, didn't know it was a day. The Bat Family with... We reported on it. Oh, yeah. We actually talked about it on this program. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Hey, watch it. We're on YouTube now. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'm in it. I'm not watching. <laughs> but we also have here an interesting gameplay where you have the Court of Owls, you have an entire Bat Family roster to play as, even if they become unlocked later on in the game and Batman's your main guy. You know what I mean? I like that. It could be good. It's taking a Batman game game to the next level, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So excited for that. We'll probably see some stuff sometime soon. Some people thought it was going to come at the State of Play announcement in September, but that came and went, and nothing was said. Yeah, well, it takes a leaker to peel over things. and Sometimes it does. Sometimes it takes a leaker to really push their hand and announce that. So we've had a bunch of leaks here. Stick their hand in yellow and... We got a bunch of leaks, but now time to hear what Team Pussy's been doing. I'm sorry, that's Team Coco. Conan O'Brien went over to Japan. He had a little <laughs> chat with Hideo Kojima. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, Hideo that, Kojima. That, you know, that's there. probably pretty entertaining to It watch. really is, I gotta tell you. So he did it on his show here, monologue, monologue. He's getting in. He's trying to show him his Costco card to get in. Eventually sees it. Ultraman. He has an Ultraman ta- uh, statue in there, which is really cool. Hideo Kojima's a fanboy. Got the fucking tie- X-Fighter right there. Uh, the TIE Fighter. So, and then, a coat rack. Shows him, ah, a, ah, yeah. Shows him a trailer of the baby. That is totally disturbing. That was his, that was his reaction, too. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> But he shows him some, and then he. This is when he asks, like, "Why is Norman Reedus always naked?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, Game of Tauro. Hey, can I be in this game?" Conan. So then Conan sits down, and he's in the game. And they have him do a whole bunch of different emotions and stuff like that. Right. So uh, the that guy in the background didn't look too thrilled. <laughs> Here we see the trailer. Here we got Norman Reedus, and there's Conan O'Brien. When you meet him in game. He actually gives you uh, he gives you a present, and it's uh, not something you would actually consider actually wanting. Um, okay, it's an otter hat, a sea otter hat, which actually allows you to swim like a sea otter in the water. That's uh, that's the story. I thought it was actually pretty cool. Okay, putting one, putting Conan in. He also put on um, Jeff Keighley, who is infamously known from uh, game trailers and all the TV stuff, game coverage-wise, from uh, anything gaming, really, since the past, like, 10, 15 years now. So Jeff Keighley's in it. Conan's in it. He's got a bunch of different people. Guillermo del Toro, Norman Reedus. It's going to be a fucking star show. A lot like Conan uh, is the only name there I recognize. Well, a lot like Dolomite. Dolomite, if you don't know... Dolomite, seriously... Go on Netflix right after this. So, watch the Dolomite yeah. movie, Eddie Murphy. And you know what? If it you, is seriously awesome. If you stop watching the podcast now to go watch Dolomite, I don't blame you. Yeah, seriously. Like Eddie Murphy's return. You have like T.I. and a whole bunch of other people. Have we like, mentioned Eddie Murphy? Holy fuck. Oh, what was the... Uh, that was um, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. I'm like, oh god damn it! And then the guy, the black guy from Agents of Shield, the professor. Wouldn't it be funny if that was part of his uh, stand-up contract? All right, but I want to make a Dolomite movie. Gotta have whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, (laughs) you know what, man? But that was good for the comedy. It was based off a true story. Really good, really good comedy to watch out there. But actually. Skipping back on to the uh, Death Stranding. It's coming to PC. 
We all knew it was going to happen. But this is a confirmation from Kojima Productions. They're saying about uh, summer, early summer 2020, it'll be out on PC. And it's going to be out, obviously, November 8th on uh, PS4. And the actual uh, embargo for reviews is up November 1st. So you're going to start seeing stuff on November 1st for reviews and what everybody thinks about hey, it. They're probably going to... We'd love to review it. Let us know. But I'm excited to see this coming to PC, man, because it's it's widely uh, not known where it's going to be released on PC, but this article has an idea. Gamatsu uh, says that 505 Games will be publishing the game for the PC port. People have also may recall that 505 Games published Control, which is the, like, um, super tele- telekinetic-powered cop game. Pretty actually look good. It looked pretty fun to play. But it came out exclusively on the Epic Game Store for PC. Telekinetic cop game. Okay. Yeah. And that kind of won't really stop you because I already have Epic loaded up on the Epic Launcher loaded up on my thing. I get free games from them all the time. Was that the game where you could like plug in to like a murder victim? No. I'm thinking of something. You're thinking of a different one. You're thinking of one of the uh, Soul uh, um, Being Human uh, Studio games. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. But. I see this coming out on PC in the Epic Game Store. It's another exclusive that they're going to get, but it's Mm. Epic Game Store. I really only have it for the free games. It'll pop up a notification. Hey, this is free. Well, thank you. Why don't I? I will take that. So log on to Epic for a free game. It's actually pretty nice. ESPN is not the place where you would think you would be getting a bit of news from what's coming out. But ESPN says they have a particular BlizzCon training document which confirms Overwatch 2. Electric Boogaloo? Now, it's actually going to be called most likely Overwatch Chapter 2. Um, this is the, one of the things they got, which is just, um, I forget the guy's name. I've never played games. the first one. Awesome. Overwatch is a great game, it's a PvP shooter. It's like a match PvP shooter. There's a league on it where there's an esports league where you can obviously get a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but Overwatch 2 will have a significant PvE element with a narrative and missions that include a four-player story experience set in Rio de Janeiro. This All right, is what, I'm in. This is what Overwatch has been missing. They had the PvP. And it Maybe that's amazing. why I never played it. They've had a bunch of great characters and a narrative between them, but they never did anything with it. It's like, no, nope, that's PvP. Yeah, man, that's a PvP match here. That's, that's why yeah, but you have this great story potential right here. Yeah, but it's a PvP shooter. Oh, man. Now they have Overwatch 2 coming out with heroic talents and in-game items being uh, available. You're getting them from this set story mode, uh, kind of like a Left 4 Dead 2 style, where Ooh. it has that co-op. Yeah. But multiplayer side, it's also coming with another mode called Push, which will uh, use the new map in Toronto and expect a minimum of one new hero to be announced with the game. PvP and Push mode are definitely going to be playable at BlizzCon, though. That's what this source source says from a training document. I can uh, I can, I can side with that. You know, you don't publish a training manual with false information. 
So you must try to mislead people. Well, that's true. That's true. I want to believe that it's true because they also did this uh, because they stopped making a StarCraft game that was a first-person shooter to put all their focus on Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. Now with rumors that both of them are being released at BlizzCon November, mm-hmm. uh, this, this Friday, I think, November 1st. So we'll have Overwatch news next week. And I'm going to call it, we're going to have Overwatch and Diablo 4 news, probably a trailer from both. All right. Hopefully, don't make me wrong. I haven't played the original Diablo games. Oh, Diablo 3 was great. I jumped in it on 3, and it was fantastic. Just a nice grind fest, top-down dungeon crawler, and it's just so addictive. This company may help you with that, Diablo, if you're a kid. Uh, Japanese tutoring company aims to make kids better at video games. I gotta tell you, I really like this story because Gimitor is a recently founded tutoring company based out of Japan. It doesn't care if kids want to become the next esports champ. Its goal is to sharpen students' minds and communication skills by utilizing video games. Well, a year ago, a Twitch player did just move into Joe Rogan's neighborhood that he bought a house with cash, so... Yeah. There's Twitch stars that are YouTubers that are just millionaires right now. They're living... You know, high on the hog just because of just making little silly videos. Like, who would do that, right? And here I go and went and got a master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just hung out on YouTube like me. <laughs> it got me somewhere. Yeah. Just couch. In my house. <laughs> <laughs> I got far. <laughs> but it's hour long sessions uh, taught in a team format that consists of one instructor and two to uh, two, three students. It's the norigato is the term used by the Japanese culture to describe Domo the education. Domo origato? Uh, narigato. Mr. Roboto? That might be a podcast title as well. Uh, Nara-arigato, Mr. Roboto, and the other podcast title, I can't remember so, um, I like this because that is a term that's uh, a view of education that is a, so, a so skill acquisition-based activities. So, it's a, something that you can get educationally from a skill-based game. You can learn something. He compares video games to shogi, which uh, is a Japanese chess equivalent. Very prominent in Japanese. For, uh, what's the game they're always playing in uh, Game of Thrones? Um, oh, um, Cybast. Cybast. Yeah. I looked exactly. it up. It's basically, it's basically yeah, just chess. chess. Yeah. That's it. It's just chess. You don't move your dragon out fast. Yeah. I know that about Cybast. Yeah. Never whip your dragon out too quickly, kids. Honestly, I think we got uh, another uh, yeah. podcast. We're just full of podcasts. Obi Wan Kenobi One or <laughs> Never Whip Your Dragon Out Too Fast. Thank you for it. Thanks, folks. We're done. No, but <laughs> especially with the big surgeons of esports and just professional esports people making yeah, yeah, more yeah. than Tiger Woods at a com- at a, com- a competition for a video game. Yeah, but he's just started back playing tennis or golf or whatever the fuck sport he plays. Yeah, he's go- he's a golfer. He's, he's not in Formula One. I have no idea who you are. Yeah, so. It's not Lewis Hamilton, I don't care. Yeah, it's something that I would see uh, it being just the beginning. One company starting over, a bunch of different companies starting up after this, because it's a good idea. Helping kids to, you know, hone skills that they may not know, like how they could actually take an hour of video gaming in the morning 
and use it to inspire them to keep up all day. And they try to keep them away from patterns of staying up late at night playing video games and sleeping in all day because that has been linked to emotional distress at young ages. So they've done a little bit of thought about it. Okay, well, nice to put the thought in. And then there's a nice little palate cleanser. While you're sitting back killing yinglings. This really makes you wonder. A story about our U.S. Air Force. Scroll down a little so people who don't know what a floppy disk is. So, this is not a 3D print of a save icon right here where my head is, okay? That's not a save icon. That's what was known as a floppy disk. Now, this one right here is the 8-inch floppy disk. (laughs) 8-inch floppy disk. It's not a record. It's a... I remember the original Windows came on 21 of these. 21 or 40 of these right here. (laughs) No, no, no. One to the right. Oh, yeah, yeah, this one. It came in like 40 of them. And you had to like put in disc two. 1972. I guess who got to sit there in the 80s and put it in. Yeah, in 1972, the uh, the 8-inch floppy was released with 80 kilobytes of data storage. Can you imagine going into the Air Force? I'm working at a missile base. You must get the most advanced technology there is. Yeah, we use these things. All right, here's your floppy. Floppy disks. What the fuck is this? It's a magnetic disk. <laughs> look, 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 it's fine. Where did I, where did I enter? Mad Max? <laughs> look, it's fine. So since the 1970s... And if they break, you just tape them. Yeah. They're since, great. Since the 1970s, the U.S. Air Force has been using the same computer system designed to uh, launch nuclear missiles by order of the president. Of course, <laughs> we don't want this idiot doing that, but whew, man, if uh, it's the strategic automated command and control system has been reliant on 8-inch floppy disks as a primary storage solution to send emergency messages from nuclear command centers to forces in the field. So not your the, communications are dependent on a floppy disk. Not the strategic homeland intervention. Yeah, it's not Shield. Oh, no, okay. it's not Shield. Good, because so, I couldn't remember the other <laughs> letters. <laughs> no, uh, logis- logistics division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That logistics. It's a great bullshit word, logistics. <laughs> Um, but I think someone wanted to spell shield. <laughs> do you think that maybe, I don't know, your gaming PC probably could do a little bit more than the floppy disk above? You're right. So what they actually did... This can do a little bit more than the floppy disk above. Yeah. They now have a solid-state drive. So the U.S. government has finally updated themselves to uh, solid-state for those floppies their out communication just systems between nuclear bases and the people in the field. So you won't get it. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. The message wouldn't load. The floppy was bent. It wouldn't go in. What the fuck are those satellites for? No, no, no. We got floppies. We got floppy oh, okay. disks. Floppies and a uh, Pony Express. Floppy disks good. and floppy ears. Floppies uh, and a Pony Express and they're good. No, no, no. <laughs> we need horses. Goes with the floppies. Okay. I sent you a letter in the mail. Didn't you get it? What? Why didn't you just text me? You didn't text me or send me an email. I sent you a letter. Did you get my raven? (laughs) No. No. There was a bird outside trying to get in. I'm not letting that fucker in here. What are you sending me a raven for? (laughs) Text me. 
Who's Joe Rogan's friend who's notorious against the phone? Um, uh, what's his face? Ari Shafir. Yeah. Yeah, actually I guess he went Ari back Shafir to a that. smartphone recently. Oh, did he? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Is it a flip phone again? Because what he would do is this. Can you search the weather there for me? Is he dead? Could you? Could you see? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> uh, I need you to run an internet search for me. <laughs> I need you to run a search for me. I need you to search <laughs> beer. Floppy disks for nuclear launch codes. <laughs> now you're fucked because they're not <laughs> using a USB. Ah, that could be corrupted. Now they have a solid state drive. So that's what was in those brief that briefcase. It was always carrying following the president around. Boy, is that disappointing? Yeah, five thousand floppy disks. All right, sir, we'll be able to launch the nuclear weapon in one minute. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> so it's only going to take five minutes. It's only going to take a little bit longer. All these floppies. Yeah. You know, Trump's tried to probably launch them already. He's like. Fuck that! We gotta solve this problem. I could have eliminated half the world by now. Someone get on this. It's not for impatience. When I want to kill people, I don't want to have to wait for two hundred deaths. Someone get these guys. But it's state of the art. So here's the thing: keep up with the IBM Series One computers. They actually have to use civilians to keep up with the maintenance on the computers. So civilians are doing the maintenance on computers for nuclear commands. Yeah, that's safe. What could go wrong? What is this, a fucking Die Hard movie? <laughs> I have a floppy disk that would end the world. You just really? have to put it in with the 5,000 like, stack that is set is like, to launch the missile. It's like something in a Michael Myers movie. Yeah. It really is. It's like an Austin Powers movie. Yeah, this is like, what Dr. Evil what trying to destroy fuck? the world using floppy disks. But Dr. Evil, we Austin have solid state drives. Austin Powers is in the back. Are you serious? I said floppy fucking disks. Okay, okay. You want these small three and a half? Eight inch floppy disks! Now! <laughs> Dr. Evil has apparently been thwarted by the magic of solid state devices. We're saved again. Thank you, Austin Powers. Probably wasn't his fault. So we've come to the end of the podcast again. And, my friends, we end off with a little thought experiment I like to call uh, What If this week. And this week's What If is what if you could turn one video game into a movie or a show? Which one would you do? And I was thinking about this. I would really like to see a, a Bioshock Infinite movie. Especially on the heels of like... was... So good. That would be so hard to do. You could do Contra. No one would do it right. You could do Contra. Contra, yeah, an older game, yeah, that'd be good. And but then Sonic, now they finally got it did, fucking right. Didn't you like the Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> <laughs> I like the Mario Brothers animated show yeah. more than I like the movie. And John yeah, Leguizamo, that, was, that was a really good show. John Leguizamo already said that the only reason he could get through that movie is he was drunk half the time. Explains the acting. Yeah, but you know, um, the guy who played Mario was also the detective on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Little weird information for you, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Same guy. He's Mario Mario, and I'm Luigi Mario. Yeah, yeah. They had those those stupid boots yeah. for a super jump to explain yeah. it. Yeah. Just, just the gravity's different for us here. Oh uh, yeah, they're superheroes here. Yeah, okay. And Hank Pym was in the movie, not <laughs> Hank Pym, but the guy who plays Hank Pym. I forget his name. Michael Douglas. Yes, the wrong guy. Michael Douglas. I've heard of him as well. He was he's done movies. He was Koopa. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That I know that. I, I don't remember the movie, and I don't think I'm gonna go back and watch. Sorry, no, no Mario. Whoever you Mario, are. Mario, no. Legend of Zelda, though. Give me a series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the animated show. I know that already. And happened. you could go anywhere with it. Really could. Like you could go even like or like. Give me Operating of Time. Grand Theft Auto 3. Or okay. Five, or 4. 3 or 4. four. Not 5. 5 like would be a commercial. Story-wise, I like 3 better than 4. Yeah. 5 would be a commercial. Yeah. And then it would go... 3... Yeah, that'd, that'd be a whole 3 list. could be really good. Yeah. 6... We'll, we'll, we'll see but what happens. But the main six. character should not be allowed to say a word. That's, that would be a really challenging for the writers to convey. I think a, a good you actor know what? would be able to do it, though. I would say two actors can do it. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Batman. Uh, you got to be more specific. There uh, are like no, 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 no. Uh, the, the guy from The Mechanic. Jason Chris, Christopher ba Oh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale yeah, Christian could probably Bale. do it. That guy, yeah. he's like... Yeah, you can, I can see Christian he's Bale. He's like at the bottom Bale. of the ocean. Or... Jim Carrey, that guy. Yeah. It's like, watch him in Comedians in Cars with coffee, getting coffee. Yeah. And, uh, His face, he doesn't need to talk. He doesn't need to talk. He can do he's it. He's almost like a kind of, I don't know, like Robin <laughs> Williams kind of actor when he does a serious role. Like, he does that shit Except well. without all the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Without, without all the blow and the alcohol. And I would even stuff. like, you know what? Metroid. I know I keep going to Nintendo properties, which will never happen, but a good oh, Metroid yeah. movie? No. No. Oh, man. Because we already got Castlevania as an anime. I'd like to see a good live adaptation of, like, Metroid. She's obviously a contortionist because she can fit in a ball. Ooh. Something spacey. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. Battletoads. Mega Man. Mega Man, yes. Mega Man would be an excellent... I'd, I'd like to see I remember that the Mega Man cartoon series. That was really mm -hmm. good. That was a great series. That was a great series. All the best cartoons came out of the 80s and 90s. I swear to God. I don't want to sound like an old, the old man. Well, take a place of Link. Um, but I don't want to sound like an old man here. But yeah, all the best cartoons came out of the 80s and 90s. Look at all of them being rebooted. He-Man. Yeah. There's rumors of the Thundercats being rebooted. Mm -hmm. Get a nice, like... I think they did like a tried to make a Space Invaders game uh, movie, but like I don't, I don't want it to turn out like Assassin's Creed or Prince of Persia. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, so you don't really want fly. it to be like Battleship the movie? Yeah, no. Like, space I aliens, and you gotta guess because I would say Assassin's Creed. Got satellites, Creed, but dude. Tried eliminate the motherfuckers. Fucked it up. They fucked it up royally. So I don't want them to like give me a Fable movie. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. A fable cool. movie or a fable TV series, because that would go against like the Lord of the Rings and the different kind of medieval, The Witcher and different shows mm -hmm. they have out. That could be like the original fable. Yeah, the original one, or, the second one, or before all that. Yeah, give me before that when the Heroes Guild was originally you know big and tall. And yeah, yeah. That happened. That would be an awesome title or an awesome game. Give me something fable for the love of God. Yeah. Or, you know what? Wing Commander. <laughs> Wing Commander. Oh, uh, wait. Oh, wait. He did that. On right. that bombshell. Let's just ignore that part. Yeah, on that bombshell, we gave you a lot of good ideas, Hollywood. Get working on something. Earthworm Jim. Nice. Another one to just drop at the end. Oh, yeah. Or Earthworm. Ode's World. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
or what was that? Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, Jack and I don't know how that. Yeah, how they could do that. Good, Those two. Give but, me that as like I could see that as like a kids' TV show. Ratchet and Clank, or yeah, and Daxter maybe being. It was a it was a kids' game. I could see that being on like Hulu. Yeah, you know, if somebody can get the right video after game, Rick and Morty, yeah, if they can get the video <laughs> game to movie film adaptation right, yeah, they never. There do. is a whole plethora. It's kind of like there. it's like a book to a TV show. There's quite a bit lost in translation. I mean, right now, it's kind of like where superhero movies were. Like, yeah, superhero movies. They're not really good. Like, yeah, you had Batman, but yeah, because before really you had like. I am Superman. You're yeah. not Superman. Yeah. The Rock, that's a superhero. Yeah. That's what a superhero looks he, like. Yeah, he really is. A little I bit. am not a superhero. Link is a superhero. He's going to be like a. At barking at the neighbors. Anti villainy? Villainy got an anti hero? Because he's Black Adam, technically? I don't care. What? It's The Rock. Man turned him. himself into an action figure. He did. But, uh, of course, we end off the Bigger podcast every week. There's my mouse. Every week, the same time, we want to go off with the thank yous. Thank you for Chelsea Terrell for, like, Podcast 63 and 64. Superman has a handlebar mustache and no shit Sherlock tempting fate. Of course, we always thank Kevin and Moy. And, of course, we want to thank Amy Tucker for enjoying our last podcast, Move Over Willy Wonka, Vegeta's Fishing. <laughs> This one may be Obi-Wan Kenobi one. Obi-Wan Kenobi one. <laughs> but we will find out. We thank you all for tuning in and listening and watching. And as always, boys and girls, we'll see you next week. Game on! Bye-bye. Where did I, where did I end up, Mad Max? Probably not Oracle because she's in a wheelchair and the gameplay would have to be handicap accessible. But like, God, I didn't okay. need that art anyway. My God. Yeah, it could be a trick. You know what they said? They found out! Alright, everybody, get back to work! Finish the game! Finish the game! Uh, literally a month ago, they just dropped their balls of, yeah, you like that? Here's gameplay and the release date. And you're like, oh my god! Wow, that's really inception looking, because you can see like all this. The multiverse of Bucharest. Okay. <clears throat> okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Alright, I've been on a, a cowboy bebop kick. Call it. Don't whip out your dragon, make her ask for it. <laughs> That's a podcast, Lanky. Bye. <laughs>